Welcome back to Our Objective Reality, where we attempt to understand the human condition by breaking down the factors that create the human experience. I'm your host, Lex Mel. On today's episode, I'm going to break down some aspects of my own upbringing, piecing together the journey that I have embarked upon and how I have learned to navigate the experience despite the obstacles that I have faced with and how I became the man I am today. I was the middle child of five children, not to mention I was diagnosed with Asperger's Syndrome when I was seven, in a time where there wasn't much information regarding the condition. My mother worked night shift, so she wasn't present most of the time, and my stepfather was a very militant and religious individual who, although felt like he was doing what he thought was right at the time, would not tolerate disobedience. Asperger's syndrome, or more colloquially known now as on the autism spectrum, played a significant role in my experience as a child. To put it simply, I see the world as information that has to be inputted into my system, aka my brain. The more information I have, the better I am at navigating my experience. Without adequate information, it became very difficult for me to do as I was told, simply because an adult told me to do something. I always have been inquisitive, for there is no such thing as a stupid question. To say the least, I was seen as a very combative child due to my non-compliance. I realized as I became older that in order for me to have less altercations with not only adults, but other children as well, I would have to learn what I later found out was called masking, or acting to put it directly. As without adequate information to be able to navigate social situations, I was put at a disadvantage and have struggled to make and maintain friendships even to this day. I eventually learned that I would have to succumb to social trial and error to acquire enough data for these social interactions to be able to mask well enough to blend in with my peers. Over time, my adaptation of social and societal standards, combined with my lack of love and communication at home, led me to developing behavioral patterns akin to that of a people pleaser, where I would sacrifice my own wants and needs to cater to the approval of others, which more often than not led me to have many situations that put me in a path that was not in the best interest of myself but more for those that I was seeking the attention of. My stepfather tried to guide me with religion, military structure, threats of sending me off to boot camp, calisthenics, drinking Don Dishow, and cups of white vinegar. These were the more mild forms of guidance, after the taking me to the shed to be beaten with a board while holding onto a black metal pole with my bare skin exposed to further the punishment was no longer working. In a way, looking back, I feel like I intentionally got in trouble just so that I could have the attention from my parents. It may not have been the most affectionate form of attention. However, in a way, it did help me learn to adapt to the disadvantages that came with my conditions. I've learned to endure whatever is necessary to achieve the outcome that is required. No matter how hard it may be, how much it may hurt, or what the repercussions may be, the end result would be achieved if I endured enough. 
I feel as if my parents not catering to my condition made me into the tank that I am today. Now, I can't say for certain, but based on patterns of behavioral conditioning, if I were coddled and had my condition catered to, I would not be as far in life as I am today, as I would have relied too much on others to meet my needs. From the age of eight, I was in and out of behavioral facilities due to my noncompliance. Honestly, sometimes I would act out intentionally just so I can go back to the place that had structure, better food, and after going enough, I would be able to manipulate the system and the staff to make the experience more enjoyable. Although this would go on for years, it did have a direct impact on the realistic standards for becoming an adult that misplaced my understanding for what was deemed normal or acceptable. My home life was lacking in structure. The concept of anything family-related was the source of constant anxiety and dread. The facilities I were in were predictable, structured, routine, and were very easy to navigate after I established a baseline for what was to be expected. This went on for enough time that I made it an integral part of my baseline behavior, almost as if this were the ideal world that I was expecting to come into after I grew up. But that was so much further from reality of the society that we live in. However, I did have the advantage of being a very tenacious child that was often too smart for my own good. One of the many interesting factoids about Asperger's syndrome is that my senses, especially my hearing, was heightened to a level that would oftentimes give me an advantage in hearing things others couldn't hear. It also came with the drawback of not being able to withstand fire alarms or becoming increasingly irritated at the sound of the lights buzzing at school, despite being told that I was making things up for attention. Not to mention refrigerators and, well, there's a plethora of sounds that I won't get into. Um, I did have a doctor once tell me that I would never be able to understand other people and their social cues, as that is something that individuals on the spectrum sometimes have difficulty in maintaining. However, for me, my tenacity and my insatiable thirst for knowledge led me to studying psychology from the age of seven, and it has persisted over the years. That pursuit has led me into various different topics, including sociology, neuroscience, neurolinguistic programming, or NLP for short, philosophy, epistemology, or the study of knowledge, as well as linguistics, to name a few. Uh, fun fact, there's a category of, called sociolinguistic dynamics, uh, which breaks down factors such as when somebody says caramel versus caramel. It's exactly the same word, but based on where you're from and how you were raised and hearing the word, you can look at the word, even though it's spelled with two A's, and you will still pronounce it caramel because that is what the majority of people around you have conveyed and conditioned you to understand that that was your idea of normal. So just a fun factoid there. Although this did give me a slight advantage as a child in an adult-dominated world, it also came with some unexpected disadvantages. One of the more prominent examples of this was trying to be specific in my communication. As communication was not something I learned in my base environment at home, I had to teach myself. 
However, being an Aspie, someone with Asperger's, I didn't view communication the same as people who were not on the spectrum. I felt like if I could be more precise in my communication, that I would solve my problems of being misunderstood. What I came to find is that when you are young, and even as an adult, if you speak with concise wording, specifically addressing something with words that are multisyllabic or big words, that you are often seen as being deceitful as you're using too many words. You're either pompous or talking down to others by using big words, or simply having someone respond with a point that you were trying to make that they could read between the lines of, assuming that you weren't being direct. That which took many years to adapt to, and many books on communication and linguistics to fine-tune and to be able to articulate the point that I was trying to convey. Now, I won't bore you with the finer details of all my childhood experiences, but I will say that looking back at my life, I am grateful for all the experiences that took place to shape me into the man I am today, both the good and the bad. For if I had not gone through all of them in the precise time I did and interpreted them how I did in the moment, it would not have allowed me to come to these conclusions that I am making today, nor would it have shaped my understanding of myself or how I view others and the world around me either. Now my entire life I have spent the majority of it seeking to understand myself, others, and the world around me. It wasn't until I went through a deep depression and came out on the other side of it that I had realized that everything and everyone outside of me is all a reflection of my own self and how I view the world. All of these experiences that I have endured were directly correlated to how I view the world at that moment in time. And the perceptions I had from those experiences allowed me to better navigate new experiences I had along with ones I will encounter in the future. It is not merely our experiences that shape who we are and how we view the world, but our mentality when faced with those experiences. For example, if two people were to go skydiving, one having a fear of heights and the other excited for the rush to get into the plane and are about to jump, one may experience fear and anxiety due to their perception of the experience, while the other would be excited and ready for an adventure, both experiencing high levels of adrenaline. However, it is the previous experiences that they have both endured and their ability to process and interpret those experiences that shaped their paradigm of how they interpret and react to the new or current experiences that they put themselves in. So the next time that you find yourself in an experience that brings about feelings of uncertainty, take a step back in your own mind and ask yourself, why is it that you're reacting in the way that you are? Are you truly afraid? angry, or whatever feeling may arise in the moment? Or is this a reaction to something more subconscious that you may not consciously realize in the moment? We can either be paralyzed by our own thoughts and our feelings, or we can be liberated from them. When we learn to control our minds, we can break free from allowing our minds to control us. Once again, I want to thank everyone for joining me in this episode of Our Objective Reality. I look forward to sharing more of my mind and my perceptions with you in each new episode. 
It has been my passion to begin this for the past three years, and I am inspired to see where we can take this as a collective experience. As always, have a wonderful day and a beautiful existence.